Welcome to the 23 Minutes in Hell podcast. Author and speaker Bill Weiss and his wife Annette address the many questions we all have about hell and eternity. Bill and Annette believe the subject of hell shouldn't grip us with fear, but instead, it should inspire us to use our time on earth wisely. Thank you for joining my wife and I. Today we are answering the question, where do demons dwell? And I encourage you to get a pen and paper in your Bibles and follow along because this is more of a study. And uh, so we're going to answer this question. Uh, You know, the Bible states that there are several places where demons exist. Now, here are five of those places. Some are on the earth. Some are in hell, which is also called Sheol or Hades. Some are in a separate pit and are released during the tribulation. And there are several words used for the word pit. And some are in Tartarus, a place for the wicked spirits that left their first estate or their angelic nature uh, in Genesis 6 and had relations with women. And then lastly, uh, Satan has access to heaven and is the prince of the power of the air. And first, um, here are some verses stating that some are on the earth. Revelation 12.4 says, And did cast them, Satan and his fallen angels, to the earth. That's right. Job 1.7 says, And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. So there again, that's on the earth. Matthew 12.43, When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walks through dry places. And 1 Peter 5, 8 says, Your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Right, so he's looking to devour people here on the earth. Good point. Right. And Luke 8, 33 says, Then went the devils out of the man and entered into the swine. So again, that's on the earth. Exactly. The MacArthur Study Bible uh, says on page 1955, Not all demons are bound... Many roam the heavens and the earth. Some are temporarily bound. And then the Believer's Bible Commentary, page 2341, it says, These fallen angels are not bound at the present time. Now, the fallen angels they are uh, referring to are Lucifer uh, and one-third of the angels that rebelled in heaven, mentioned in Revelation 12.4. Then one more commentary, Jameson, Fawcett, and Brown states, Satan and his demons roam at large on the earth. So that's one place that they exist. And then number two, some are in Hades or in hell. And in the New Testament, the word hell is either the Greek word Hades, and it is used 10 times, or is the word Gehenna, and is used in 12 uh, 12 times. Um, right, and, and Hades and, and Sheol are synonymous, right? They're right. synonyms and represent the current hell, where Gehenna represents the future hell called the Lake of Fire. So right. no one's in the Lake of Fire yet. Right. Um, both hells are the place where rebellious humans are sent when they die, and also Satan and his demons. And Jesus said in Matthew twenty five forty one, "Depart from me." Ye you curse it into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. This is the future hell or the lake of fire. Right. Notice he told them to depart into the lake of fire prepared for the devils. So they're both in the same place. Exactly. And that was talking about the future hell right there. Uh, Now we see by this verse that those who do not obey God are cast into the lake of fire, again, along with the devil and his angels. 
So demons and people will be in the same hell at Judgment Day. Now, this is supported This is supported by Revelation 20, verses 10 through 15, and Revelation 19, verse 20. Now, they are also together in the current hell, as we will see. And this next verse states where Satan was cast. Isaiah 14, 15 says, Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. Now, the word for hell is Sheol, the current hell, where man is also. And the word for pit is the word bower, and it's synonymous with the word hell. So the word, now the word bower is also used in many verses to describe where people who reject Jesus as their Lord and Savior are sent. Psalms 40 verse 2 says, He brought me uh, up also out of a horrible pit. That's the word bower. Same word where Satan was cast into hell, into the pit. Isaiah 38, 17 says, But thou hast in love to my soul delivered it from the pit of corruption. Same word. Proverbs 1, 12. Let us swallow them up alive as Sheol and whole as those who go down into the pit. And one more verse, Psalms 28, 1 says, Unto thee will I cry, O Lord, my rock. Be not silent to me, lest if thou be silent to me, I become like them that go down into the pit. And again, that's the word bower. So by these verses and Isaiah 14, 15, we see that Satan and man are in the same pit or hell, the same right. hell or pit, which is Sheol or Hades. That's right. And you know, I, I know you had something you wanted to share too. Right. And Dr. Erwin uh, Lutzer, in his book, One Minute After You Die, page 25, he said, it is understandable that d- d- uh, demons demonic spirits would await all those who enter eternity without God's forgiveness and acceptance. So he's saying demons are awaiting those who perish that are heading to hell. And he's a conservative, respected scholar. Exactly. So Bill, and you, I mean, I, you had your experience 23 minutes in hell and you saw demons, uh, pushing people back into the pits and I did all around the cavern walls and so forth. Right. There were demons, uh, that were uh, all around these cavern walls. Some are only two or three feet tall. Some are 12 and 13 feet tall. Uh, twisted, deformed, and grotesque. Uh, the two demons that were in the cell with me, they were, uh, they were per- those particular two were about tw- 12 or 13 feet tall. And they had uh, a huge jaw, sunken in eyes, claws about a foot long. Uh, they had the most ferocious demeanor about them. And they had an extreme hatred for God. They were blaspheming and cursing God. And so that's two of them that I saw in the prison cell. But I saw these demons shoving people back into this pit. And they have great strength, and you have none. So there are demons in hell along with the people. And you said they had like a reptile-ish type of appearance, a lot of them. Right, they did. That's exactly right. You know, one more verse again. Isaiah 24, 21 and 22 says, And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord will punish on high the host of exalted ones, and on the earth the kings of the earth. They will be gathered together as prisoners gathered in the pit, which is the word bower, and will, and will be shut up in the prison. So uh, now again, notice it says, the host of exalted ones, which is the fallen angels, and the kings on the earth uh, will be gathered together in the prison. So that's the current hell. So it's again putting the two together. You know, John MacArthur's study Bible, he says, kings in the climatic phase of the day of the Lord, 
he will strike against rebelling forces, both angelic and human. So it's again putting the two together. Now the word they include fallen angels and humans, as that verse says. They are placed in the same pit, which is the word bower. And then just two more commentaries. Believer's Bible commentary says, These wicked hosts in heavenly places will also be judged. Kings of the earth who have served as their puppets will share in this judgment. So again, the two. Nelson's Bible commentary says, Host identified with fallen angels, kings, all of God's enemies, whether in the heavens or on the earth, will face his judgment. So again, the two together. And then number three, um, some are in a separate pit, right? And you mentioned that earlier in the beginning right. that are released during the tribulation. Um, and the words, so those are in a separate pit, which has the meaning abyss or bottomless pit in the book of Revelation. Right. And the words used for pit in the Old Testament are different than the word used for pit in the New Testament. The five words used to describe hell in the Old Testament are Sheol, Bauer, Shachat, I'm right. not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, Bier, and Mihamarat. That's a long... Mihamarat, <laughs> it's a hard yeah. one. To, yeah, I wasn't sure how you pronounced right. that. Each word reflects, though, a different aspect of hell, right, Bill? Such right. as a slime pit, dungeon, a well, shaft, uh, miry pits, and, and corruption. Right, kind of that's those the definition. meanings to those right. words, right? That's some aspects of hell it's trying to get across. And the word pit in the New Testament is the Greek word... Freer, P-H-R-E-A-R. And that means bottomless, right? Abyss, well, or shaft. And it is used nine times in Revelation. That's right. Chapters 9 and 11 and 17 and 20. Right. All those chapters. Right. Now, when Jesus was creating, uh, casting out uh, the demons from the demonic, the demoniac in uh, the tomb, the demons said this in Luke 8.31, And they, the demons, besought him that he would not command them to go out into the deep or the abyss. The demons did not want to be sent to this pit, um, you know, which they thought would have been before the time appointed. And it may be the case, but the scripture isn't clear as to whether Jesus will wait until Judgment Day or whether he could have sent them immediately to that abyss. But the demon didn't want to go there. That's the point. And then in Matthew 8.29, it says, And behold, they cried out, the demons, saying, What have we to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God? Art thou come hither to torment us before the time? Well, what time was the demon referring to? Well, it was either at that immediate time to be sent to the abyss, or it could have been the future hell, the lake of fire, at judgment day. And in Revelation 20.10, it says Satan and his demons are cast into the lake of fire, and this again takes place at the judgment day. So the demon may have been referring to judgment day and uh, uh, saying, hey, I don't want to be sent there now. I'm going to go there later, but I don't need to be sent there now. That's probably the case. Okay. And, you know, now there are also some wicked fallen angels that are currently being held in the pit or the abyss. And Revelation eleven seven states that the beast that ascended out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them and shall overcome them and kill them. And that's referring to the saints, correct? Right. right. So this is during the tribulation that these special, the special pit that demons are being held. 
So this is a separate area, again, that some demons are being held and will be released during the tribulation. And, and then uh, in Revelation 9-11, it states that, and they had a king over them. So this is the referring to the, to the demons. Right. And they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon. Revelation 9, 1-11 says, And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and upon them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power, and in those days shall men seek death, and shall not find it, and desire to die, and death shall flee them. And the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses prepared unto battle, and on their heads were, as it were, crowns like gold, and their faces were as the faces of men. And they had hair as the hair of women, and their teeth were as the teeth of lions. And they had breastplates, as it were breastplates of iron. And the sound of their wings was as the sound of chariots of many horses running to battle, and they had tails like unto scorpions, and there were stings in their tails. That's right. Those are some hideous-looking creatures and or it, demons. And it goes on. And it does go on. And, and it, you know, and it says, And their power was to hurt men for five months, and they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit. So you can see that these demons are bizarre in appearance trying to describe them, you know, teeth like lions and a breastplate of iron and so forth, hair like women. And they're going to go after the people who took the mark during right. the tribulation and exactly. try stinging them and They're going to sting them, them. with, with a, a severe pain, so severe that people will seek death. They'll try to kill themselves, and they won't be able to die for five months. That's horrible. I mean, can you imagine trying no. to commit suicide, throw yourself off a building, whatever? You can't die. That is absolutely horrible. That's right. You know, as we can't imagine what it would be like uh, not to be able to die uh, even when seeking death. But, you know, this is what hell is like. Those in hell want to die but can't. And they experience this horrible pain but cannot die. I mean, you're dead. You're separated from God. But death does not mean cease to exist. Death means separation from God. You know, um, you know, when the body dies, it ceases to exist. But the death of our soul or spirit doesn't cease to exist. It means it is forever separated from God and all good. It endures the burning and the torment of hell. You know, the spirit body of those in hell is somewhat like a living corpse. You know, there's a verse that's interesting in Isaiah 66, 24. It says, And they shall go forth and look upon the carcasses of the men that have transgressed against me. For their worm shall not die, neither shall their fire be quenched. And they shall be an abhorring unto all flesh. Now notice it says they are a carcass and are an abhorrence to look upon. You know, that sounds like the living dead. So this is speaking of people in hell? Right, exactly. You know, and also, Bill, there is a strange verse in Revelation 9.14 which says, Loose the four angels which are bound in the great river Euphrates, these four fallen angels are held in another place separate from all the other places. And why are they held in the river Euphrates? Yeah, that's interesting. No one really knows why, but here's just a couple commentaries. MacArthur Bible Commentary says, 
Uh, starting with Babel, this region has spawned many of the world's pagan religions. It forms the eastern boundary of the land God promised to Israel. So, the river you so Euphrates this does. is starting with like where the Tower of Babel was. Yeah, is that what right. It's saying? Right. So that might be a reason why these four fallen angels are held in this river. You know, that's the start of all this uh, pagan religions. Yeah, and it will be all dried up, the Euphrates too. Right, and Nelson's Bible commentary says, it may represent the seat of Satan's former victory in the Garden of Eden. You know, the river Euphrates came out of the Garden of Eden. Oh, interesting. And so that's just an interesting verse. But that's just the point is there's another place where certain these four demons are being held. Okay, now what's, again, the fourth place? Now, some are held in Tartarus, uh, in Second Peter 2, 4, it says, For if God spare not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and he used the word Tartarus, it's a Greek word, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. Now, this word is only used one time in the Bible, and this refers to the place where the rebellious angels who left their first estate or their angelic form are being held. They had become men, had physical relations with women, and produced offspring that were giants on the earth. So this rebellion occurred prior to the great flood of Noah. So these particular uh, demons are being held in a special place, in Tartarus. It's a separate place altogether. Then in Genesis 6, 4, it says that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all of which they chose. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. So this was the verse where the sons of God are the fallen angels that uh, fell, and they, they had relations with women. I mean, they actually, you know... Had, and produced offspring, right, which were the giants. Which were the giants. You know, and as a side note, here are some verses that prove there were giants on the earth. Deuteronomy 3.11, 2 Samuel 21.16, and 2 Samuel 21.20. You know, one more verse here. Jude 6 and 7 says, And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities round about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. That's just another verse explaining about the giants, uh, the fallen angels that had relations with women. Now, the MacArthur Bible Commentary says, The Greeks taught that Tartarus was a place lower than Hades, reserved for the most wicked of human beings, gods, and demons. And uh, they, you know, the Jews eventually came to use this term to describe the place where fallen angels were sent. It defined, uh, it defined for them the lowest hell, the deepest pit, and the most terrible place of torture and eternal suffering. And then also, Bill, I wanted to share Vine's Complete Expository Dictionary, page 300, says that in 2 Peter 2, 4, this signifies to consign to Tartarus, which is neither Sheol, nor Hades, nor hell, but the place where those angels whose special sin is referred to in that passage are confined to be reserved unto judgment. 
this region is described as pits of darkness, quote. That's right. So, you know, Bill, some people have asked, were, were you in Tartarus when you were in your, uh, you know, had that experience of 23 minutes in hell because you mentioned demons that you saw, they seemed to be chained to the wall. Right. No, I was not in Tartarus. Definitely not. I was in uh, Hades. Yes. Current hell. You just happened to see they, some that were chained, looked right. or appeared to be some chained. Some of them appeared to me to be chained. I couldn't say 100% clear because it's so dark, mm-hmm. but they appeared to be chained to the walls. So that's just some other demons that I saw. Okay. And then what's the okay. fifth and our last, uh, our last location where demons dwell? Well, uh, Satan has access to heaven and demons have power over the air. And just to give a few verses, Ephesians 2, 2 says, the prince of the power of the air, talking about Satan. And then Job 1, 6 says, the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan came also along um, among them. So Satan came along with in front of God. So that shows that he has access to heaven. Job 1.12 says, so Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. And we know God dwells in heaven. Yeah, and this is like the second heaven is what a lot of uh, well, commentaries no, and people say. Or No, no, no this is no. not the second heaven. This is really the third heaven where God dwells. Oh, okay. So remember, Satan's the accuser of the of brethren. The brethren so. so he is accusing us day and night. And he has access. So these verses are showing that he has access. So it must be a special courtroom area or something in heaven. Probably. some I don't know. but uh, It's just a guess. Right. Yeah, that's just a guess. I, I can't say that scripture. Right. And I'll just give you one more. Revelation 12.10 says, For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accuses them before our God day and night. Now this is referring to Satan, who will finally be cast out of heaven having had access to accuse the brethren. Now, this occurs in the middle of the tribulation, according to most of the commentaries. Satan and one-third of the angels were cast out long before this and were no longer dwelling in heaven, but Satan still had access. So he wasn't dwelling there, but he had access. So Satan and his demons also have power over the air, which is known as the second heaven. That's the second heaven. Okay, gotcha. So... Now, during the experience I had in the vision God gave me of hell, you know, I saw demons, again, like we said, chained to the walls. I saw, uh, you know, many of them tormenting people. Uh, they were hideous and so forth. And uh, But again, this this was not Tartarus. I was in the current hell, which is uh, Hades. Okay. You know, I discovered that these demons I encountered in, the, in hell, they had tremendous strength. But, you know, in Mark 5, 4, it states that, and when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs and no man could bind him. No, not with chains because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains and the chains had been plucked asunder by him and the fetters broken in pieces. Neither could any man tame him. So it's talking about the demoniac in the tombs. So he was possessed by demons, and demons have great strength. That's my point. Uh, these demons in hell had great strength also. You know, in Psalms 103.20, says, Bless the Lord, you his angels, which excel in strength. Now, demons are fallen angels, so they too have that great strength. However, as a child of God, the Bible says in 1 John 4.4, 4, Because greater is he that is in you 
So that is you and I who are a child of God, then he that is in the world. That's right. So yeah. demons have no authority over us if we are walking with the Lord and staying close with him. He's, right. They're not going to bother us. I mean, they're going to try to come against our minds and we're going to have to cast down thoughts and imaginations and that knowledge that wars against God's word in our heart. But um, right. they cannot, you know, right. harm us. Right. We don't like have they to f- can somebody who's unsaved. Right. So we don't have to fear demons, but we do have to use the word to have run them off. You know, that's what Jesus did. Satan came at him. And what did Jesus do? Three times he said, it is written. And then the devil fled. So you got to have the word in your heart to quote it to the devil so he'll leave you alone. Exactly. And you got to, you know, speak to those things and say like, you know, when you're feeling fear, anxiety, worry, attacking your mind, you have to say, no, fear, go in Jesus name. Right. It's We've a got, spirit. It's a spirit you're dealing with. Exactly. You know, we thank God we have authority over demons as Luke ten nineteen states. But more than that, as Jesus said in Luke ten twenty, rejoice because your names are written in heaven. That's what we need to really be rejoicing over. Absolutely, that he's our father. God is our father. No longer is the devil our father. Right. You know, I just want to end this with, you know, if you have never asked for forgiveness or surrendered your life to Jesus Christ and asked him to come into your heart as your Lord and Savior, you can do that right now. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to leave us a rating or comment. We value your feedback. Stay in touch and learn more about this ministry by visiting us at soulchoiceministries.org.